Hello everyone, thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo podcast for another week. One round of finals are down and it is semi-final time. I'm Jay Clark from the Herald Sun, joined by Scotty Pennery, captain of the Collingwood Football Club and all-round good guy, Braden Cox. Fellas, one week of uh, finals down. We're going to get to some big matchups and some big issues uh, coming up. But first, Scotty, I want to talk to you about the MVP uh, last night. You went along, no doubt, in your uh, your different coloured jacket and suit uh, combination. Dressed to impress. Do you have a uh, quiet week with the boys? Was it a relaxed night where you were able to get around all the uh, your rival players? Yeah, it is a pretty relaxed night, which is good. I think it's a little change from, I suppose, the normal formalities of all the Awards night, so yeah, it was dressed to impress. So, um, but I actually had a dress code that to stick by, so I couldn't rock up in just tracky pants and a hoodie, which what? I was a bit disappointed in. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had, a, yeah, it's good. Just all the players get around, you have a beer together, get to know a few of the guys from different teams, and um, yeah, I think we all knew who was going to win the MVP in, in Dusty, and um, so it was no surprise when his name got read out as as the player's choice and um, the Lee Matthews. Trophy winner for 2017. And kudos to Dusty, but I've got an issue with this, uh, Scotty. I know you're a big part of the AFL op- AFLPA operation down there, but isn't this just a popularity contest? Like, players sort of say they don't really watch that much footy anyway. You know, they just, at, at the end of the year, they might vote sort of two or three times throughout the year, and it's Dusty by 600 votes, and uh, a couple of years ago it was five by 700 votes or whatever. I just wonder whether there's a better way of doing this. Because it's just, it's just, I think it's players voting for other popular players, or yeah, you know. I think that's the. Like I think no one would argue that Dusty would win it anyway. Yep. No matter how you vote on it, yep. he'd win it. I'm not sure that there's 900 votes between him and the third best player. You know, so I think there's probably a, a way you could do the voting a little bit better. Um, as you said, so many guys these days don't watch footy. Yep. You know, they're trying to get away from it and all that sort of stuff. So um, how would you do it? Yeah, I've had a think about it before. I can, similar to what the coaches do, I don't mind that, where you potentially get your leadership group to vote after the game against the side you played against and so do like it a, like the coaches vote. So you five, vote against, four, three, yeah, two, five, four, three, two, one against who you've played um, and you you just purely rate your opposition and they can rate you. Um, that way, you know, you play a leadership group is representation of your playing group. It doesn't require guys to actually go out and watch heaps of footy and every week, it, you know, you can release those votes and it'll create a bit more attention, I suppose. Yeah. And um, It would show who you guys respect to yeah, and, on and a week-by-week week basis. And who you plan for and yeah. um, roles, roles you know and yeah. things like that. So I think the coaches' awards done really well. You know, everyone looks at the coaches' votes and sees who voted why and, and who's in there and the surprising votes. So I think that's probably a way that you can clean it up a little bit. Um, it'll probably get more traction too throughout the year. There's more, there'll be more hype around the votes every week when they come out. And I'd find that interesting. Yeah. So opposed to sort of just coming out, you know, every now and again. So I think that's probably one way, but in saying that, the like I was having a look last night at just some of the past award winners. I don't think it would have changed who's won them. Mm-hmm. It, it'd probably just get, probably a larger group of players would be acknowledged. Coco, uh, you like that idea? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Evens it Not out. No interest. Not listening. It, no. Would be, it would be very similar to the coaches' votes. It was um, just a very pointless night last night. Oh, shit. There, was, there was no point. They should have just, you could have just Skyped in to Dusty sitting at home, yep. gave him the award. But would you like to follow it? Like, I think for the night to get bigger, you need to have more interest throughout the year build up. Um, you know, the player's player is Dusty last night. But if you've got more build up throughout the year, cut the votes off with four rounds to go. Yeah. You see that the players, you know, because some weeks a player that goes out and has 30, 
you might like your game plan for that team might be like let him go. We're not really respecting him if he gets the ball in this part of the field. Yeah, well, it's not Mitchell fifty game. It'd be interesting. Yeah, so that that type of stuff that um, you know, or if players have, I think defenders and key forwards would probably get acknowledged a lot more by yeah. the by their peers if we did it that way, which is what we need. Um, yeah, as as opposed to sort of how we do it now, which is voted a few times throughout the year. And if you're having a really good patch of form, you know, you might get more votes that time. So I just think. To make it a bit more, get more interest in it, you know, really build it up throughout the weeks of playing. What I did see is Tom Lynch do a very awkward interview on uh, Fox Footy, saved by uh, Tommy Goldsack. Tommy Goldsack. Tommy Goldsack. Tyson. Tyson Goldsack, please excuse me. Our uh, man. Tyson recently re-signed. Robbo asked him some hard questions about his free agency status, which is a hot topic at the moment. And uh, the poor boy uh, didn't seem uh, overly comfortable. And uh, Goldie sort of gave him a bit of a chop out. It's got to be so interesting to see how the Tommy Lynch. Oh, that's nice by Tyson to do that yeah. for Lynchy. Maybe uh, they caught up afterwards. And uh, he's happy with his... Uh, Potential new Gold Coast teammates? No, just kidding. What about Goldie's got his own news? He's re-signing. That's yeah. Great news. For One the, line for in the, the Herald Sun today about Goldie. We did write That's that great. six weeks ago. Um, yeah. That he was going to re-sign one year deal. Hey, I want to talk to you about the Adelaide psych out of the uh, loved it GWS. I was all over it. You picked home. it up straight away. What soon did you see? As soon as it panned, like it goes, it went from the Giants first. As soon as it panned to the Crows boys, I reckon by about three or four players in, I've turned to Alex and like paused the TV. I was so excited. I said, look what they're doing. <laughs> and then I rewind it. <laughs> and I said, I bet uh, – it was reminding me of like the hucker, what the Kiwis do. Yep. You know, like, it was like real intimidation, game and ship. Yep. Um, it was just this stance of like, we are strong. Yep. We won't back down. They didn't blink. They didn't move. And then the Giants, like, and it had, like, it could come out, Giants could have belted them, it had nothing to do with it. But yeah. the fact that then the Giants didn't know whether to walk away or to stand there, and the Adelaide guys just did not budge until Giants walked away. There was like a good 15 seconds of awkwardness, <laughs> and the Adelaide guys just did not move. I loved it. It was the highlight of the round of finals for me. This has been broken down by so many commentators, and I, I don't know if it's just me, but it's. Geez, they're getting some praise for just standing there. It's with not, their they didn't arms just stand side. there with their arms by the side. The way they did it, they all had their arms dead straight. Yeah, like, like sort gladiators. Of, yeah, like flexing, chest yeah. up. They all looked tall. Cheers, footballers. So it was so, and even the coach was doing it. So, how would that have played out? So, they just have a guess at how you think how that would have been orchestrated. Well, how to stand there. Well, no, nah, all Tex would have said to the boys either pre-game or a couple of days out this is what we're doing yep. maybe watch some vision of how strong it looks if New Zealand do it or yep. whoever's done it in world sport and yep. a bit of game and ship and does it send I a, loved it does it send a bit of a statement do you do you think that could have an intimidatory effect oh, on I some of the young players I thought it did stage fright yeah. no, not that I just thought it showed how intense mm. switched on locked in Adelaide were and it's like if this is on at the start they're going to be up for it so have you ever been in that sort of situation where Opposition players have stared at you or tried to intimidate you as a team, or have you have you there been any times where there've been sort of psych outs? Or no, I, I remember playing against Geelong, uh, 2007 prelim final, standing there. Oh yeah. So us then them across and just looking across at them, I just thought like, Jesus, you guys are so much bigger than us, like really? physically. Like we we were pretty young in that 07. Yeah. We had a lot of first second year players playing in that game. Yeah. And I just remember looking across it. Yep. Lost by five points. Yep. Um, I remember, and they, they had, I think it was 11 guys in the All-Australian side. We had none. Just looking across at them, as they were, in, they were intimidating because they were so big. We Not like we were small, but we weren't as big as them. And yep. 
that was probably one time for me where you're like, you know, this they are intimidating. Yeah. That group of players, they they just look so comfortable there too. It was like, we're meant to be here. You're not meant to be here. We'll intimidate you like before this game even starts. You feel a bit jittery at that stage or Yeah, you always feel jittery. Like in even going to the finals the other night, you get that sort of hairs on the back of your neck stand up and um you just do anything to get out there and play. It's just yeah, you just love like you just love watching that when it you know, the other night when it's really hot, the guys who fumble and there's the guys that are clean just stand out so much mm. compared to the guys who pretty much, you know, yeah. shit themselves. Yeah. Do they do it again in the prelim? Or they mix it up? Uh, do it again. Yeah, I, if it's a winning formula um, and it's consistency. Actually, one time when I was playing basketball, we played against New Zealand. Did you? Yeah, and they did the hucker. Yeah. Wait, do you, so, play, you played basketball? I did. So this was in – it was at the Youth Olympics and we were at – so we played New Zealand, so it was like Oceania. So we knew they were going to do the hucker. So our coach got us to walk to the centre of the court and stand. So we pretty much stood like a metre away from him. It was like, we're matching this head on. <laughs> Found it pretty funny because we're playing basketball. So it can't, it's a non-contact sport. But yeah, I, like, I, I hope Adelaide do it again. Did you, uh, have you guys ever tried to do anything like that? Um, anything? No, nah, the, the one thing that stands out is probably the Jack Watts oh, thing. Yeah. You know, when three or four guys so went after that him. Play out? But that was, nothing was spoken about. I think that was just... Sort of perfect storm. You know, the ball sat up, three guys were there. We gave away the free kick. Oh, well, it's a first-year player. Make him earn it. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the, like Dids and Benny Johnson? Or? No, it was Heater, Shane O'Bree, Maxi. Yeah. yeah. And um, what did, what was your take on that? What did you say? Oh, I just really, like when you're playing, it's like we gave away a free kick. Get on with it. You don't really realise who it was yeah. until after the fact. Oh, okay. I think the good sides do go after... The young guys, though, you make them really earn it. You try and get them to panic and fumble and mm. yeah, physically intimidate them and challenge them. What about something like the Port Adelaide fans pre-game with the never tear us apart? Does that intimidate you when you're out yeah. there? Uh, it's just a bunch of the people singing the song. Just yeah. sing along? Yeah. yeah, I like the theatre of that, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Richmond with the drum beats, I think the that's good. Yeah, that's I think the drum, like anything that's intimidating like that, like music and stuff, but that the Port Adelaide's more like... Loving. Sort of, you know, yeah, happy-go-lucky type... <laughs> The, the Tigers' drums are built for finals. Yeah. They're good. Well, they well, build one, it up. I mean, coming out one game, I think it was against Richmond earlier this year. They let off fireworks. Who did that? Richmond or something like that. No one told us about it. We'll run out and fireworks went out. And I think <laughs> Faz was next to me shit himself. Hey, <laughs> Jumped I, about three I, metres too I reckon I got footage of you shitting yourself. Yeah. And then you had a bit of a chuckle. But yeah, it's fireworks went off. It's weird. You've got to tell yeah. people. Uh, have you heard from Faz? Uh, I was in Spain okay. at the moment in Ibiza. The dangerous crew seems to be keeping pretty safe. Yeah, they're going all right. They're tame. You still see the Yacht Taylor Adams uh, Instagram post. Have you have you been surprised by the trade talk about before we move on? on him? Yeah. Oh, I've literally only heard it half an hour ago. Yeah, and I think it's probably. I don't ev- even know where it starts. Yeah, though. like oh, I think Perth it, Radio. It, it all starts because people just go, have a look. Right, you know there might be some changes at West Coast. This is what I think. Who could they get? Like for like, Alex Solo's a Perth boy. Let's yeah. just throw it up. Prince of Perth. Yeah. But yeah, he loves Melbourne. I don't. I can't see him leaving. That would be a surprise to you. Um, so you went along to the footy on Friday night. Uh, yeah. What did you? So you walked to the G. It's been a while since you played finals. How did you enjoy the atmosphere? How did you find the first five minutes of that Geelong Richmond game? How, how impressed were you by Richmond? Um, yeah, the whole. I suppose up until three quarter time, it was a battle between the arcs. Richmond dominated the first five minutes. But didn't really put it on the board, and then yeah. Geelong dominated. Um, yeah, very impressed with their pressure. 
the final the finals is a pressure game and yeah. their game plan's built on it. So I wasn't yeah. surprised to see what they did. I was surprised. I suppose the conditions play a part. It was fairly slippery. Um, you know, Geelong had some great opportunities but fumbled footy. So I think Geelong would go into playing Sydney fairly confident. They can turn it around. And, Why would they be confident um, they can turn around? Well, because they, they had a poor game and they were pretty much in the game until, you know, they were five minutes into the last quarter. They were, mm. what, two goals behind. So they found a way to get back in it and they weren't playing great footy. So and hopefully they've learnt their lessons playing against Sydney. Last two times they've been jumped out of the block. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a cracking game. How did you find the experience of just Hated watching it. the final as a spectator? Hated it. I hate going to the... Nah, I, I do. I hate actually going to the finals, but I go. Because you're just so envious. You want to be out there playing mm. the... Just the cutthroat of it all. Like, it's so do or die. And you get one chance. There's no coming back next week. And, you know, like Dusty Martin elevated himself again. And then other players drop away. And because it's... I think the good players really shine. The people that do the basics really well. And the amount of one-on-one balls. You know, that goal where Dusty won on one-on-one, kicked yeah. it down and then there was I think three Geelong players but Rewalt pushed one out of the way won it kicks to Prestia goal those moments are so big and do you sense that on the field I mean you've you've created a reputation of being even better on the big stage Norm Smith medal etc do you sense when, you, when, you, when you're in that moment do you sense that as a player I think the thinking back to finals and perceived big games I think it's about for me when I play it's about trying to stay calm out there and do yeah. the basics really well so you know, when the ball's coming, take it first and then dispose of it. You see a lot of guys almost panic. It's like, got to get, as soon as I get it, I've got to get rid of it. It's like perceived pressure. And I think that's what happened to Geelong the other night. It looked like that perceived pressure started to creep in. And the crowd, like the crowd was unbelievable for yeah. Richmond. And it was I know, hostile towards Geelong. Yeah, and I know that I've, I've been in that environment with, with Collingwood where, you know, yeah. any team you play at the MCG, it's like they're an away side. Like you just completely outnumber them in the supporter base and, um, you know, Credit to the Richmond fans for turning up. They just created an atmosphere like a cauldron for, for Geelong. So, yeah, I think the good players just do the basics extremely well in, yeah. in finals. I thought Trent Cotchin played unbelievably well. His tackling was sensational. Um, his pressure around the footy, and he got lauded by his his coach after the game for how well he played. Mm. That little spin move at the end wasn't bad. That yeah, last that goal, goal. Yeah, that was unbelievable. But this isn't good. What is wrong with Geelong in finals? There's got to be something. I mean, they're getting to the top two. Is it because they've got a lot of home games? Is it... Is that they get into that position and then have to play finals at the G? A lot of people are putting it on the ground, but is it bigger than that? Well, I wouldn't have thought so because they've been so successful in September for such a long time. But not for such a long time. Not since 2011. Yeah. So I I would have thought um, with the strong leadership and the stability sort of in the coaching group, I know uh, Bombers passed on to Chris Scott, like I still reckon they wouldn't know the answer to that question because otherwise I would have thought that, you know, they should be as well-placed as anyone to compete on September. I know that there is a very strong feeling in uh, opposition club land that you take danger out of that side and Geelong becomes a very run-of-the-mill 8th to 12th side. So maybe it's just the personnel and the player depth yeah. at Geelong. I don't think it's a ground issue. I think last, last year they were not stiff, but they were the first side who had to deal with the winning, getting another break, playing two games in four weeks type of thing. So that – and Sydney jumped them and yeah. whatever. Um they actually dominated that game against Sydney. It was like 60-something inside, 50s to 40, and but they, they just couldn't score. It. Yeah. Yeah. Dumped it in. So, yeah. So, uh, I think oh, this week I reckon I'd love to see Dangerfield play forward a bit more than what that? he did. I just think he's... The midfield's already sort of... Yeah, well, I think like he plays obviously that 90% midfield, but I think with Scott Sowell with Joel back, 
Yeah. Menangola can go through there. Duncan. Guthrie out. Yeah, Guthrie out. But I just think his bang for buck forward of the ball is crucial. So I'd like to see him. Or like Dusty. Yeah, like Dusty. But instead of being 90% sort of on ball, can he get to 35 40% forward and the rest midfield? Just at times, I think he's a guy in finals that the ball gets kicked into. He'll make something happen one-on-one. He's so quick on the lead. He reads the ball well, strong over his head. Like the Hawthorne game. Yeah, sort of like the Hawthorne game. And I think it... Yeah, because I think the other night he sort of... Didn't have the... Pre- yeah, I know he would say he had an off game and it's not bad when you have an off game and you still have, yeah. you know, whatever clearances he gets and all that. And he's such a beast around the footy, but I think, yeah, I'd just love to see because he'll make them so much more potent up forward. On Twitter, you compared live Dusty to Swanee. What similarities did you see there? And it, it's kind of... It's funny to say, but the Richmond side right now has got a lot of comparisons to the Collingwood kind of 2010 side. Yeah, I just, well, I just think their ability is to win one-on-one footy there, make something out of nothing, both of them. They win the footy in a pack. They've got the – Dusty's clearly got a better don't argue than Swanee, but Swanee had one as well where you can push people out. And Yeah, they're, they're just the, – the amount of key moments that Dusty made a sloppy bit of play look clean when it hit his hands was phenomenal. And I just thought, yeah, I thought this is watching Swanee all over again. I think Dusty and Swanee would admit it. Dusty's a slightly better kick than what Swanee was, but they're both so effective on the big stage. Big decision for West Coast, whether they play Nick Natanui um, this weekend against GWS, who look vulnerable, missing Mummy, missing Cameron. Uh, some selection issues there are all at sea early against Adelaide. If you were West Coast, Scott, would you roll the dice on Nick Nat? Well, I, don't, I actually don't think it's rolling the dice. If he's right to go and the medical staff clear him, Yep. well, now it's up to the match committee to think, is he our best ruckman suited for... Game day, or is it Vardy? And if you think Vardy's doing his job and holding up, and he, which he, which yeah. I think he is, him he, and Petra are excellent. He played yeah. really well, so I actually just think if Nick Nat's right to go, he's probably just not in their best side because he hasn't played a lot of footy. And, Would, mm. and I think if he played, he'd probably blow up early his first game back and all that. The value he brings is in the centre bounce. No one's going to beat him. West Coast play a territory based game. Yeah. They're going to get a lot of territory from centre bounce. Sam Mitchell's never roved to someone like. And Nick Nat, which could be influential just in itself, that combination. So, Did you rove to him at the, in the IR stuff? No, nah, never have. No, nah, I've roved against him. It's not fun. How big of an advantage is it? It's huge, especially if Mumford's out. I don't know who comes in and rucks. Is it Rory Lobb? Probably. Rory Lobb. So, or Dawson Simpson. Dawson Simpson. So I don't know if they think they can get a massive advantage in there. It's, it's fairly significant if you can win that centre bounce, you know, 60, 40 in your favour and, and go forward from there. And then your backs get up and you've got that ability to lock the footy in. But, uh, yeah, if, if you play him this week, is it, is, is it kind of now or never? Because if you play him this week, then he's fitter for the prelim if they make the prelim, then he's fitter for the grand final if they make the grand final. Yeah. It's kind of roll the dice now. And yeah. Well, as I said, I don't think it's rolling the dice. If he's yeah. ready to go, yeah, it's up to match committee. So, because know. eventually he's going to have to play, mm. whether it's NAB Cup next year, whatever it is. Like, if it was round three right now, there would be no discussion he'd play. How's he feeling, so, you reckon? Well, if, I was, if I was him... Oh, I never had my knee done, but I know me in the past being injured in finals when I broke my leg, like I was banging the coach's door down, yeah. fitness guys, like let's do more, more, more. Like it's finals, it's what every player kills for. And I know they say that he's a big part of their long-term future and all that, but at some stage he's got to play. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I was listening to Pete Carroll, the Seattle coach, talk about living in fear and just said like, you know, you can't live in fear. You've got to embrace the challenge every day. And I just found that, you know, I think a lot of people do live in fear. Like, what happens if he played and he hurt himself? 
well, what happens if he crosses the road yeah. and if someone get, you know, takes his leg out in a motorbike or something? Like Every day there's a chance that he could get hurt. So if, I just think it comes down to the medical team. They think he can go, then it's up to the match committee. I think respects to Drew Petrie, Jay, but surely a half a game out of Nick Nat, that's a lot of X factor. Yeah. Can Drew Petrie provide that? Petrie was bloody good last <laughs> his week. Role was a, yeah, his role was crucial good. marks. And that's the thing. It would be very hard for them to do this week, I reckon, when those who have played yeah. so well. Yeah. Like if they'd sort of fallen over, one of them got a knock or something, you'd be much more inclined to. Yeah. So I think they're backing those guys again. But just say West Coast beat um, uh, West Coast beat GWS this weekend, then they come to Melbourne for the Richmond prelim. Do you, uh, yeah, do you put yourself in a position to win the next games as opposed to try and win this game? Yeah, well, they've got to be all out this weekend, don't they? Yeah, but what's the point going all out this weekend, keeping Vardy and Petrie when you've got to go to Melbourne and play a prelim the next week? Well, that's the thing. I mean, they've got to... Um, They've probably got to back in the guys who perform well for them. But double extra time. You played in the double extra time win against West Coast a couple of years extra, ago. It's just extra time. Oh, extra time, please excuse me. Two quarters of it. Excuse well, do you remember that game? Because did yeah. you kick the uh, match winning goal Basically. or the match? Uh, Basically. So, yeah. yeah, I kicked the much. second last one. The I one think that I, counted. I think I the go us, ahead. I put us up by more than one score and yeah. then Swanee yeah. kicked the one after that. How was that moment? Unbelievable. I just – that – the whole experience of that playing over West Coast with last year's premiers that, you know, six, Seven. they won the flag. Yeah. We played Sydney the first week and then over to West Coast, extra time. Um, we had a young side. Yeah, it was just incredible. And footy was a bit more like one-on-one then. Like, you know, you actually had forwards in your forward 50, <laughs> um, stuff like that. But it was unbelievable just playing that game. And we were away from home and just the silence when we kicked those goals late to, yep. to get up was unbelievable. How gassed were you? Uh, actually, wasn't too bad. We were, as I said, we were quite a young side, so it was all new, and we just were running off emotion. And um, yeah, I suppose that youthful exuberance was mm. high for us. Do you remember Mick's message or the? I actually know, I remember Mick coming down at the end of because at that stage you could have like the coach come down to us at halftime. No, at the what? end of regulation. Yeah. Okay. So he come down. Yeah. I remember him just saying, "We want it was Swanee, me, and Didac." Leon Davis, he's I just want you boys in the middle yeah. for the whole extra time. He's like, because you boys are getting around, look dangerous. Yep. And funnily enough, it was me, Swanee, and I think Chris Bryant, who was rucking, yep. kicked all the goals in extra time. So, um, yeah, but just as a team, I remember Bucks, the emotion of Bucks, you know, because he'd come back and he played a few weeks and Siren going and him doing the massive fist pump in the middle of the ground. Some of Burns' efforts, James Clement was phenomenal. It was unbelievable. It was one of the best wins I've ever played in. Yeah. I yep. watched that from the um, media box. I, I did that game, and it was an absolute deadline disaster. Never been uh, feeling it's more uh, more under the pump. Um, it was ten, 10 years ago. Do you f- yeah. feel old? You too? No, I do. Ten, <laughs> ten years ago, I was just finishing high school. So. Yeah. Hey, um, just before we finish on that, the uh, how would Charlie Dixon be feeling? So he's had an unbelievable game, kicked three goals, six just some inaccurate goal kicking could have won the game for them twice potentially um, with the one from the goal square and the uh, set shot set shot would he, is he going to be having a long summer I think he would have had a long couple of nights yep. putting his head on the pillow and thinking about you know how he could have kicked goals to seal the game and all the boys would be getting around him saying you know it doesn't just come down to those moments but yep. individually you know whenever you play you know a game that's really good but you're missing a few I know to finish off. I suppose finish off all your good work. It does doesn't sit well with you, and yeah. he'd be spewing that he's 
you know, played such a good game but just hasn't finished his work. What about Koshy, the absolute lunatic? He could be the biggest lunatic in the AFL. Just separating himself again after this, saying, oh, players who don't want to be here, um, you know, will be traded. It's all about winning a premiership report. If you're just happy to be playing AFL footy at our club, um, you know, we're not going to stand for that. What, what about this president, this Port Adelaide pre- president, um, just sinks off into the background, supports his coaching staff and his playing group uh, for making the progress they did this season, rather than alienating himself and other people who are sort of already clearly under pressure. I thought that was extraordinary comments. He already put the coaching staff on notice pre-season, and I reckon, or the strong male, is that uh, Port Adelaide's leadership group and coaching staff are not happy with him as it stands, which then could open the door for Ken Hinkley to join Gold Coast. I don't know what else that he would want from Ken Hinckley. He already challenged him. Pre-season. Yeah, yeah. challenged him pre-season, which put him in a difficult spot anyway. It did. And he rose to the occasion, made I finals. I don't appreciated it either. <laughs> you wouldn't. Ending on the draw in the final, would you like to see that in the home and away season? It, take the draw out of the home and away season, play extra time. I've changed my view on this. It created one of the most exciting experiences in footy and trying to keep it alive and then winning the game. Take away the draw from the home and away season. Would you see that? I wouldn't have a problem with it. It does create a lot of excitement. Yeah. We had a draw against Adelaide. Yeah, I reckon that'd be yeah, it'd be cool to watch because yeah. you've got to get a result. Yeah. So and it's only extra ten minutes. Yeah, I sort of I like the draw because of the unique feeling. Yeah, Everyone yeah. doesn't know how to feel. The players, they're devastated. They're, you know, it's all a bit weird. Um, so I like the uniqueness of it. But having watched that the other night and just how enthralling it was, yeah. why, why wouldn't you have that throughout the home yeah. and away season? And just on that, the Port boys, they were shattered after they lost. Yeah. So it's not like they're not trying to win a flag. Yeah. It was their game to, to lose. It's rough that your season ends just with one kick. That's all it took. To yeah, the, th- shrug, the shrug of the shoulder by the Luke sh- Shuey. <laughs> do you think it was a free kick or not? You don't even want to discuss that, do you? Because it's people, every single time people analyse it, they watch it in slow motion, then say, oh, it's different in regular speed. It's like, well, f- stop. No, Looking at it in slow mo, free kick, free kick. Yeah. You got to pay it. Yeah. You got to feel bad. You can't have. You can't have fun. No, I didn't like it. You can't have you know, replay and that sort of so stuff. The, the AFL said, Cocker, that. "The AFL said at the start of the year we are going to eliminate exactly that, this." Wasn't that was though from guys picking up the ball on the ground, staying lower than coming up? Like Shuri, that ball hit him like, in, like driving the chest. The head. And lift, the guys, no. so if Shuri didn't lift his arms to brace himself, he would have just been smashed in that tackle. He would have been tackled round the shoulders. abdominal. Yeah, region. but then he would have been tackled straight to ground. So like lifting his arms, trying to shrug the, shuck, shrug the tackle. It's that was a, it. Was a tackle technique kick. thing, yeah. don't you? But imagine? yeah. Stiff. Tackle the hips then. That's what they're going to have to go back to is hitting the hips. Pollock probably wasn't strong enough in the tackle. He's not regarded as the AFL's best tackler. If he was yeah. stronger in the tackle and he kept his arms down, I mean, yeah. it's very. this is in ex- at the end of extra time, so yeah, it's clearly very fatigued. knackered. What a kick under pressure. Yeah. Yeah, it was you one of have the to best that. kicks you've seen. That was never, ever yeah. missing. So relaxed. Before that, anyway, awesome. he was massive in, yeah, he was in that extra yeah. time. He yeah. was... He stood up. so And I thought he would kick that anyway. When he took the mark, I said, my wife's sitting on the couch. He'll kick this. Because he's he got such the free a... kick, you mean? Is that what you mean? When he got kick the, the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so what do you think is going to happen uh, in that game, GWS um, versus West Coast? Actually, I think the Giants' changes that they've had to make actually balances their side up a little bit better. I think they were probably a little bit too tall against the Crows with those four talls in the forward line. So, yep. Obviously losing two very good players, but they'll probably bring in 
Stevie J probably comes in and then another running type. So yeah. I think that helps more in finals. So Dev Smith maybe. Yeah, De- yeah, that's a fair inclusion if he can get up and going. He's had some knee issues. So um, yeah, I think that's going to be another fascinating game. They've had a crap- couple of like crackers in the home and away season against each other and looking forward. To- they're two massive finals. I got a question mark over GWS where they're at at the minute. Like seeing, I know Adelaide very hard to beat at home, but you just wonder whether this group of they're not exactly young, but you just wonder whether they're ready. And we've talked about that in the but past. They've got the talent. So is there, it's it's effort work rate related? Is yeah. Well, last week they got jumped by the Crows and then after and quarter stance. time, the, the damage was done type. Yeah. So they kept them to 84 points, which is pretty good. They average 110 a week. So Huge week for their footy club this yeah. week. Yeah, they're they're under the microscope. If they get straight sets this week, Yeah. Uh, because my mail is that they didn't rock up at the start of this year. At the end of last preseason, in great shape. Yeah. Last well, they've done the work throughout the season, haven't they? To finish second, or whatever they finished third. I don't think they had an amazing year. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries. Yeah, who, yeah, who cups the blame? If if they don't stand up and perform, who cups the blame? And this is what I'm saying with Koshi. It's shared, shared across the players, yeah. coaches, administration. Put your hand up, everyone. Yeah. How many how many people do you reckon go to the game? Do you reckon they'll fill the stadium? Yep. Yeah, I got some mates going up. Yep. you listening to this. That'll be all. That'll <laughs> Enjoy, Barn. Might have two or three there. Um, but, well, they played the preliminary final there against the Bulldogs um, in front of, what was it, 24,000, 26,000. It is a great boutique venue in terms of yeah. the atmosphere. So it shouldn't be moved to ANZ? It creates. No. no. Um, play Menzel, yes or no, for the Cats? Uh, yes. Were you surprised he was left out? Uh, I hadn't really watched enough of Geelong to know why. But all I'd seen, I'd just seen, like, he's kicked 30-something goals. Yeah. And then he got dropped. But I was question mark on his defensive defensive stuff. So he's probably understandable. You bring him back in. Yep. Well, when Chris Scott says well, Guthrie, they yeah. probably should have picked him. Guthrie will go out or only for yep. So probably potentially men and goal from forward goes mid. Yeah. And then you're looking for another forward. And he's kicked 38 goals. How big's that Guthrie loss? Massive. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be one of their best six or seven players. When he hey um before we finish up, do you have a chat with Matty Board? So he's I did. I seen uh, Maddie last night at the PA Awards and new development coach. Yeah, just had a brief chat with him and said all the best on his career and whatever. And he's still he's only just finished up because he ended up playing a bit of the VFL finals. So um, good fella. Yeah, ripping can fella. Be, can I, be an intense guy. I played international rules with him. Oh, yeah. um, so I know him from there. So yeah, great addition to our coaching panel, and um, he'll bring a lot across from what he's learned at the Bulldogs. I think the other two who have been mentioned in the media, Justin Longmuir from West Coast and uh, David Teague from Adelaide as well, both highly uh, respected, so there could be some more change uh, in the Collingwood uh, coaching group. And Mason Cox re-signing for three years is massive. because it Potentially would, could have left you short in that department. So have you spoken to Coxie? Or yeah, what's I spoke been to there? Coxie. Um, he sent me a text the other day just letting me know that he'd re-signed and um, yeah, it was fantastic news because he's got a big future at this footy club. I think him and Brody can form something that's really unique. You know, one guy's six nine, the other guy's seven foot, yep. and they're both really good athletes. So I think we've got something quite unique there if we can figure out a way to really make it work, which it did in that last yep. last game, and um, their ability to sort of control it themselves, you know, when they want to go ruck, when they want to go forward, just work it together. They'll, they'll develop that chemistry. So they need to swap more. Be my view clearly, if, if Brody was playing 80% number one ruck time, he needs to drop that back a bit and then play more forward so that yeah. Coxie can play more ruck time, yeah. I reckon. I That's going to be more just, shared. If you sort of just treat them, you know, two adults and just let them go and just say, right, guys, use a 
rucking in four, they both need to be filled. Be interesting preseason. Let's see. Well, all preseason last year they rucked against each other, so it's it's really good for them to you know to ruck against each other, then play on each other all the time. So yeah, I just think that you know like they did in the last game of the season, just go out there and play. You you know if you need us if you need to chop out, swap with each other and do it because they were so influential in that last game. And if Grundy player's going to play a bit more forward, potentially Darcy can swing behind the ball, which I don't think would be a bad thing for his development. Yeah, Lee did that a little bit too in the last game, went behind the footy at times. So, yeah, I think it gives us options. And as I said, it's fairly unique to have two guys that are really big but really athletic and can cover the ground. This is your time to shine. Do you have any any trade speculation? Who's doing what? Who's going where? Want a bit of a trade update? Oh, I love, I love the love trade one. update. Um, it's the funnest part of the podcast. I think... Um, the situation with Bryce Gibbs is really interesting. So the mail is that he, again, wants to go back to Adelaide, but really? that Carlton uh, won a high uh, price for him. So if that's not two first-round draft picks, it's something that can help get them. Josh Kelly, I think he probably stays anyway, but are they sort of – Gibbsy and, and co sort of botched it last year. Just the way that it all played out wasn't great. So I think they'll attack it differently. Um uh, this year, uh, Gibbsy uh, won't be as front and centre to that. He will try and get to Adelaide, but how Carlton can um, get something back, whether it's Josh Kelly or, or something else, um, will be quite interesting. But they want a high price. Um, and think if you add Bryce Gibbs to the Adelaide midfield as it is at the minute, I mean, I really think that's going to be a massive boost to that midfield. Keep them in premiership contention, you would imagine, for the next couple of years. Uh, Jake Lever, I think he's definitely going to Melbourne. Um, what price do you pay for him? Well, Adam Trelaw was two first-round picks minus a second-round pick. I don't reckon he's worth two first-round picks, but it's pretty close because he is out of contract. So it's a first-round pick and a second-round pick or a first-round pick and a third-round pick, something like that for Jake Lever. He's an elite, what, 21-year-old defender. What would that mean for them? What, what, what would it mean for Melbourne to get him in? Huge. I mean, we saw in that last game against Collingwood, round 23, um, the McDonald brothers had some really nervous moments uh, throughout the whole season. They were beaten a lot one-on-one defensively. So it's clearly the area of need for them. And he's a, de- and he's a decent ball user. So in that Collingwood game, there were a lot of turnovers in that back half, Tom McDonald, Oscar McDonald. Uh, so Devin Smith, we touched on before. I think he's out of um, GWS. I think they want him to take a pay cut. Jake String is fascinating. Um, everything you hear is that that bridge has been broken and he'll leave the footy club at the end of the year. I don't think the Bulldogs will get as much for him as they'd like because his stocks probably have dropped. He's, there's such a big gap between his best and worst footy. He's on potential, isn't he? Yeah. And, and if he goes to Geelong... It's Geelong or maybe Essendon. Um, What's going on at the Bulldogs? Is there something going on down there? Well, I don't think... I think there's probably an element, element of undiscipline there, which a young group will learn a lot from. So I don't think the world's going to end at the kennel. And Luke Beveridge is a very good coach. But I think um, the, they would review this year harshly and admit as a collective they probably made some mistakes along the journey. Geez, a year's a long time, isn't it? I still think they're pretty well placed. I mean, this is a young group. See what happens with Tom Boyd, etc. Um... Tommy, so if he goes to Geelong, I think that is a handy talent pickup or acquisition for them. They're looking for talent in the forward half of the ground. Can Imagine get, if they had him. Can they get both? Ablett. String and Ablett. Yeah, I still think that Ablett makes his way there. So yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah, and Menzel and Motlop. What's both. most likely, one or the other, both or none? Both. both? I, think, I think they still get both. Jeez, that, yeah. that's handy. Mate, these list managers are clever. They can clever. look after each other for many years. Uh, down the line. Who else are we missing? Josh Shackey is Big interesting. Lynchy. Tommy Lynch. Um, 
as I said, it was awkward viewing on Fox to footy. The pies. If I was every club right now, I would be going as hard as I possibly could because if you're, you're Gold Coast, um, the opportunity, if you think he's definitely going to leave next year, I mean, you probably can't afford to lose him, to be honest, but you're going to get a better trade package now potentially than what you would next year. But the AFL with some ambassador money, as we touched on last week, um, you know, goodness knows how much that could be worth to him, an extra 500 a year or something outside the salary cap. Yeah, it's just basically saying to Tom Lynch, you're not going. Yeah, yeah. But he's, from his perspective, he's, he's thinking, check. can I win a flag somewhere else or am I going to stay here at Gold Coast, no man's land for the next three years and really struggle, be hard yards? It's come, crisis time for them. Come to the big house. Come to Collingwood. Come to the pies. Pendles give you some um, progression fitness club memberships for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if you were Derek Hine and he's, you know, bucks or whatever, I'd just be knocking on his door Smooth every day. Goldie looked, Goldie looked after him last night. Just showing him what we're all about. Good care. Yeah. Great man, Goldie. Diversion with the jacket. Look at that pink jacket going on. Interesting uh, one with Shacky, uh, with uh, Kelly, Josh Kelly, excuse me. If they win a flag, I reckon he could go. But if they don't win a flag this year at GWS, he signs on for another two, Gets stays in Brownlow mode, stays in Premiership mode. I think it's a smart call to stay unless he climbs the mountain. He's only pretty young, isn't he? 22? Yeah. yeah. Can his stocks go up from here if he wins a Brownlow? Or... Yep. Yeah, he could. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're North Melbourne, right? If So North Melbourne offered Dusty 1.5 a year. Why don't you just get that money, put it in a different coloured bag, and then give that to Josh Kelly? Or just keep it where it is and then just say, Josh, this is now yours. Different coloured bag. <laughs> you don't need a different coloured bag. You like that? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Funniest thing I've heard all year. And Shaki. So that's a really interesting situation. I understand it's a very fluid thing at the moment and that he's still absolutely gettable. Um, there's some personal circumstances there at play, I'd imagine. And, um, Does St Kilda still have any money? What happened to St Kilda's? Their back. What happened to their back? As it stands, they might be missing out uh, if they don't get Josh Kelly. Got picked seven and eight. Well, they'd probably just go to their draft. And I don't know that. I don't think that's such a bad outcome for them. They need more elite young talent anyway. But they're getting. They're rising up. Do you want more super young talent, or do you need to fill it out? Well, you got to know where you're at. Yeah. I don't see they're winning a flag just yet. Yeah. They keep going back to the draft. I think they're three yeah. years away, probably. Yeah. Wait till you get into Moorabbin. Well done, Jose. That's Good the most you've given us, I reckon. It's your time to shine this year, though. It is, isn't it? <laughs> he looks puffed. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, anyone else that I miss? Wait, um, there's, nah, nah. there's one more important thing. Go on. Who did you... Did you go to the footy together? Is we that, did, yeah. yeah. I was his date. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for the invite. Anyway. <laughs> it was only a plus one. How was the setup? How was the setup? It was elite. Tell he surprised us. me. His connection surprised me. We were in the MCC. Wait, so you, you took Pendles? Yeah, I was a date. And another friend? Oh, and another, so there was another ticket, but that's yeah. okay. That's cool. I was, I'm fourth. Uh, I was the date who got introduced to the crowd before Jay-Z. <laughs> I was a bit flat on that. I mean, I invite, uh, invite a guy along, and he's the one getting the spiel in the... Uh, well, I didn't know that was happening. ...in the big intro. How's the spread? Good spread? It was Paul. like we were part of the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> we walked in, and <laughs> they took our jackets. And yeah. Like, Jay was like a pig and shit, just <laughs> that happy with it. Pans the jacket over, grabs his docket. Beer. Do you like a drink? I'll have this, please. <laughs> Sat down, had his dessert wine and yep. tucked into... Pork belly. Did you have second into thoughts the sausage, about Tucked into his sausage rolls at half time. I had one party pie. <laughs> dessert, and Scott stared at me like, what are you out. doing? Fair enough. The desserts Remember the depth there we talked about? Yeah, his superpower? Yeah. I the got the guilt Desserts there. come out and they did look phenomenal. And it was beautiful. How many did you have? I had half I had, one. I didn't have any of mine. Jay <laughs> sat over his plate <laughs> <laughs> like... Like it was going to be stolen from him. 
and inhaled it. It was like this. And then they come around straight mousse. away and were like, anyone for a dessert wine? And Jay, hovering over his bowl, just puts his hand up and just <laughs> reaches back, grabs it. Smashes it down. Pendle's looking at you the whole time, looking yeah. at you, like, putting all this guilt on you. Did you think of, yeah. like, maybe sneaking a few party pies to the toilets and eating them in the cubicles <laughs> or something? So I woofed down half a dessert. This is a... Was that half time? Is this no, pre-game? This is pre-game. Yeah, it's hard to remember it all. Um, so I'd already smashed the pork belly, which I sort of thought Scott was a bit sort of hesitant. He looked at it. It's obviously a... Uh, it's beautiful. It was. I've never really had pork belly before. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah. That sort of stuff. You're a real steak and veg kind of guy. Real no, really much chicken yeah. salad type. Yeah, Kale. I am. Maybe <laughs> treats himself. With some roast potatoes, oh, sparkling water. So yes, yeah, so we knocked all that off. Had a couple of beers, beautiful wine there at the MCC. Thanks to Stuart Fox, the uh, chief executive, and his uh, team there. Oh. Um, and then, so I sort of had half the dessert, and I looked up over my left shoulder because I just feel this burning <laughs> on the left side of my face. And sure, he's just like staring at me. And at oh. first, it was just like a look of shock, maybe at the speed I was eating the dessert. And then it just turned to disgust. And he just, I reckon, he sort of just started smiling and shaking his head. And then, I so I only eating time at the zoo. <laughs> I've not seen anyone attack. Like the way he attacked the dessert, give it to him. He didn't worry about anything else. It was the dessert only. Eyes for the dessert. So I had, over the ball. I had yeah. half of it and then pushed. And I looked up, felt the death stare freeze, right? Pushed it away. Pushed grabbed it away. the sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> it, is nah, it, was, it was a good night. And in the setup there was sensational. Yep. Seats. Yep. Got a bit too cold for me, so I come back in behind the glass. That's so creating all, distance. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't that, want to be seen next to you. So they have all these blankets, right, yeah. for all the, you know. The older types. Older types, uh, God bless, and they put them around their, on their laps and over their shoulders, etc. Oh, I killed for a blanket. <laughs> he was like sitting there with oh, shivering. Four, 4% body fat, absolutely shivering. Me, I'm, I was toasty. <laughs> toasty. Oh. So I went back in behind the glass and we watched it from in there. For, yeah. The, it's and very you, good. We had a good chat with Brad Ottens. Yeah, and yeah. You, you want to talk, like, tactics and stuff? What, what do you want to talk? I was wrapped up in the occasion and oh. the atmosphere and the uh, the royal family treatment. Royal family treatment <laughs> was nice. There was Foot's a lot. We were, we were talking to Daryl Summers there for yeah. a bit. Oh, I was. We had yeah. sort of Kevin Sheen from the AFL. Uh, Adrian Kevin Anderson Bartlett was there. Adrian Anderson. We were, we were reviewing Chewing the, the fat with him. Yeah, so um, good social occasion. It was. It yeah, was good. quickly. Yeah, I watched it at home on the couch. It was pretty good. Well, next play time. Play your cards next right, time, Coco. Coco. Next, next time. time. Next time. Um, Good night. He what? nearly made it to the final siren. That's pretty good. Yeah, I snuck off. That's night time. Well, I said if Richmond kick another one, I'm out of here. Yeah. Bang, bang, goal. See you, boys. Beat the rush. Drove to discipline. How'd you get out of there? Remember? Uh, it wasn't early. I think by that, they, you know when people start going around and saying, right, it's, we're shutting, time to leave now? Yeah, yeah. I always pride myself on getting that, and I, and I copped that. So you we ticked that, that box. <laughs> Did we have a beer after that? Oh, yeah, then we went South Bank and had a few more beers and kept discussing the game. Jeez, oh, I was rough the next sleep. day. Uh, well, that's been another edition of uh, the Jock and Journal podcast. Tips this weekend, finally. So Geelong, Sydney. Swans for me. Oh, yeah, Swans, Sydney, all the way. Yeah, and uh, same for me. And West Coast versus GWS. Uh, Giants. Give it to West Coast. No, nah, just give it to them. What do you think the grand final will be? As well, a stance. We'll get there next week. Just to have it. Just throw it Richmond. up. Yep. Yeah, same. The Tigers. Wouldn't that be a massive grand final? Thanks, everyone, for not only joining us, but putting up with the uh, dessert chat. Jay Clark, Scott Pendery, Braden Cox. Cheers. Thank you. Signing off for another week. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.